0: Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles Podcast, a show dedicated to the crazy world of mixed martial arts. Join your hosts, Laurel, Ty, and Jordan, as they break down all the latest and biggest news and bouts. This is the one podcast that will never let the fight go to the judges. Live from your favorite podcast listening device, it's
1: Hey FKTC crew, we're back with another episode of the Front Kicks and Doketals podcast. It's Laurel, it's Ty, but there's no Jordan this week. Um, he had some previous engagements to deal with so he'll either join us later or he won't um, well actually he did say he wasn't going to join us so it's your dynamic duo once again um, I'm going to say though this was perhaps the weirdest week in the world of mixed martial arts because we had a former champion go down cups were lost there was another flash I feel really bad saying this and the MMA world found a new Miss New Booty ugh Yikes. <laughs>
2: Fucking yikes.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what to say. Um, but if you're wondering what the references are for, we're going to cover them a little later on. Um, but figure we would start out with a how are we doing this week? Let's do a little like mental health slash like mental mindset check right now. Cause I am feeling it right now.
2: <laughs> like the days are going by really fast, but I'm exhausted. Yep. Exactly. So I'm going fishing
1: tomorrow morning, so that a uh, that's a mm-hmm. highlight. That's a big highlight.
0: Yeah,
1: that'll be fun. You got to show us what kind of fish you catch and take pictures.
2: If if I catch anything, there'll be pictures.
1: Nice. I will be looking. <laughs> I will be scoping out the Twitter to make sure. Um how about your week? Um, same as you. It's it seems like it's going really slow, but it's also going really fast. Um, right now in the process. Um, for those of you who don't know, um between really it's been since between January and July, this is the only podcast I have to deal with 95% of the time. Mm -hmm. But when football season comes around. I have my very first podcast I did. And of course, Laurel met my co-host for that one. And starting to put the pieces together for that podcast because we start up again in two weeks. And so pretty much for the fall and the first quarter third of winter, it's going to be pretty busy. But trying to get everything squared away now so that way I can... Spend a week that I'm supposed to have just to relax. Which will be in two weeks.
0: And yeah, I am feeling it. Not in the worst way, but just I am tired.
1: And Laurel is muted.
0: (laughs) I had to yell at my dog. Not Millie. She's a
1: counter surfer. Counter surfer, yeah. Oh, like she jumps on the counters, not all the
2: way on top of them, but she jumps up to see what the food is.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Okay, yeah. I know what you mean by counter surfer.
2: Mm-hmm. Thanks. Oof, not good. <laughs> I don't know if she did that all the time at her previous home, but mm-hmm. she cannot do it here. Yeah, I'm adamantly opposed to counter surfing.
1: Yeah. Our family is opposed to it as well. <laughs> it, well, because now our dogs will just like put their noses up so high to try to sniff what's on the counter if it's close mm-hmm. enough. But they won't. I don't think we had a dog counter surf in a while, though. Yeah. So. I
2: had a friend who. She had a golden retriever that would jump on the counter and then jump on top of the refrigerator to eat a loaf of bread. Wow.
1: Yeah wow that's I I would first honestly be impressed but then be like uh how do I get the dog down
2: no the dog jumped down on its own
1: did it jump down like onto the floor or like on the counter and then on the floor
2: onto the counter and onto
1: the floor okay I was like that's a big jump yeah Yeah. oh boy (laughs) well now you know how, what kind of... We're dog people, so you know what we have to deal with if you're a dog person.
2: Right. Still yeah. better than cats.
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely better than cats. And that's not a, that's not shade to any of you cat people, but... Yeah. Not not really in shade to cat people, because I, I respect all animals, but it, it, in the real grand scheme of thing, things, dogs are better than cats. They're
2: just my kind of... Caminal.
1: yeah they are just that kind of thing but uh we're gonna try to get you all out of here as soon as possible um as you can tell because of our mental health mental wellness check we are both <laughs> exhausted so but either way so my gmail account saying that to date geez sorry about that um so we have ufc vegas 77 recap then we're gonna do our ufc fight night london picks recap episode eight of tough 31 the quarterfinals are finally over um they have a couple of main news and then there have been some fight cancellations there's been one fight cancellation that occurred today and it would be against me if jordan did not text me to at least give us an idea of who could be replacing. One person for a fight, so I will do that for him. Mm. But yossi Vegas seventy seven. Uh, oh, I do want to mention, I did. I started listening to Combat Sports with Rhino, and I think start something's starting to pick up because he and his co host APB did a. They did their own grading system, what they thought of this card. I'm like, hey, wait a minute, that's our thing. Did but, you call him out on it? No, not yet. I, still, I have to finish listening to the episode first. like i want to listen like it was great like did you guys do that grading so if he's listening to this i listen to your podcast so i'm paying attention so (laughs) thievery well what imitation is the most sincerest form of flattery
2: (laughs) thievery (laughs) thievery
1: identity theft is not a joke millions people suffer every year because of it um but speaking of grades how would you grade ufc vegas 77
2: oh god i should have thought about that harder but i
0: didn't yeah but i would give it a yeah i could go back and
2: forth between a c plus and a b minus okay i'm harsh harsh like that
1: Well, I kind of was the same, but I ultimately just stuck with B minus. Yeah. You I know, have what?
2: to go C plus then.
1: Okay, that's fine. So like in that realm of like it was okay, but like it was okay. It just mm. Eh. Mm. It, was, it it was mid for the most part. It was Good. it was it was mid as the kids say it nowadays. Is that what they say? Yeah, if something that's like not exciting but not really. Oh, yeah. Boring either. Yeah. Um so we're going to have our custom picks since the fight order wasn't announced until the day after we released our podcast. Um Uh so we had Melsic Bagastarian uh, defeating Tucker Lutz being decision. I'll be honest, I didn't get to see this fight. I forget why I didn't see this fight. Um, it was just a weird, it was a weird weekend. Um, but from what I understand is that, you know what? I'm going to look real quick, just so I'm not, so that way I know what I'm talking about here.
0: Um, what about that? Oh.
1: oh, no, I'm sorry, that's not it. Here we go. So looking at the numbers, Bagastarian had 74 total strikes to Tucker Lutz's 41. Um Melsic had 64 significant strikes to Tucker's 36. Uh, oh. Tucker Lutz did have more control time. So okay, that's what I was thinking. So when it went to the when it went to the ground, Lutz, when it was like a clinch go to the ground, Lutz dominated. But when it was standing, Bagastarian was. In control. Uh, so, I wonder if most of those six minutes of control time came in one round, and that's why it was a twenty-nine twenty-eight scorecard. Um, I wouldn't say it came in; it just occurred in
2: one round. I would just say that he didn't do much with it when he was on the ground. That's fair. I don't know. it's, no. it's, it's kind of boring.
1: Yeah, that's why I've heard, like, it wasn't really that entertaining of a fight. Yeah. But, that's okay. Um, so, we both agree that it's a stamp of boredom. A stamp of boredom. Um, okay, so then we have the first fight that was on the true main card, which was Nazim Sadikoyev, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, uh, defeating Terrence McKinney. Uh, round two submission. You and I talked Damn about him. it. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, Damn you and him. I both. Took... What? Damn him. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it in our group page. Like McKinney just continues to either really amaze us or just completely disappoint us. And I knew it too.
2: Didn't I say it <laughs> the last podcast? I don't know. He always disappoints me. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what specifically I said, but
1: inconsistent. Yeah, I heard inconsistent.
2: All right, all right.
1: Yeah, that was. Um, I'm just never he,
2: picking him again.
1: Yeah, I think they're pretty much going to run down that. So he won the first round. So I'm like, OK, this is gonna, this looks promising. And then he just made us. I don't even know if I can say it was a dumb mistake but it's just that he just allowed Nazim to just completely control his back and then take him down and sink in the RNC and I was like dude like come on
0: but I yeah just, I I just heavy sigh with that guy
1: Yeah I think I'm going to go with you like I don't think I'm going to pick him again I like him yeah like he's so he's like um for me he's like um I like to compare him and as much as I love love Julian Robinson and I would like just absolutely I adore her it's kind of the same situation like they look good at one fight and then the next fight or the fight after it's like they're it's like what are we doing here shame so, shame shame yeah very much shame so not much on that mckinney won the first until he got choked out in the second round so yeah. not a fan of that um let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the fight that i was completely wrong about and that was chelsea chandler getting i wouldn't say getting handled but normal dumont really i wouldn't say took it to her but really won that fight convincingly
2: the greatest part about that fight was the memes
1: yeah the memes that came were, out the first. memes yeah. were in full force
2: who runs away from their opponent on the octagon i mean seriously
1: okay i will actually um i'll give you this so I was listening to Come Back to With Rhino today. His thoughts, and full credit to him, was that Chandler was trying to get to the cage so she can get her wits end about herself. That Because that way it'll be easier instead of her just like falling to the ground. And I think that's why she made a mad dash. Like she was trying to look for the cage just so that way she could recover easier. I'm sure
2: it does it's not a good look
1: <laughs> yeah
0: it
2: definitely it, wasn't a good look they don't care about whether or not we think it's a good look though mm-hmm. but still i've never seen anything like that
1: no i think that's the first time i don't think um i actually brought about quite a few memes there was um especially one in the i mean there wasn't the exact same thing but we saw there was a meme that had like conor mcgregor running from nate diaz and he was like letting him know like why are you running why you're running and but when chandler started running no Dumont do like full sprint on towards her <laughs> <laughs> it was like there was one meme like have you seen the meme of uh herb dean running no <laughs> so there's i'll have to find it but there is a there's a meme out there that has Chandler down like where she is, Dumont where she is, and like right behind Norma Dumont is Herb Dean running.
0: <laughs>
1: which was like I think was probably the best one so far.
2: Uh, I'll have to find that one.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah, there were quite a few memes that came out of that. Um, after like thinking about it, I think the next day I provided I'm like, "You know what? Let's meme this out." And so um there was there's there's an old vine um I think it was like a guy who was like trying to approach a wild animal. I think it was a deer that was in the wild, and he was like walking up to it, and he goes, "Excuse me, sir, do you have time to talk about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ?" And the deer starts dashing off. It's like, "Hey, don't run from the Lord." <laughs> That's where I got that motivation for that meme. It's a good one. I laughed. Yeah. I thought it was clever. It was it was appropriate, yes. Of course, I don't know if Norma Dumont is religious in any way whatsoever, but it, it'll make it twice as funny as if, if she was. Um, <sighs> uh, bef- Before that, um, did you hear that Dumont and Chandler were uh, trash talking each other after the weigh-ins? Yeah, yeah that was- <laughs> that
2: was-
0: I don't pay attention to that. Mm-hmm.
2: Just because, I don't know. It's it's part of it. It's part of the sport, but. Yeah. I If it were me, I wouldn't, just because if I got
1: my ass beat. Yeah, the memes will run wild. <laughs> I wouldn't. Fighters who got it handed to them after talking um, trash.
2: Right, exactly. Or
1: when talking trash to your opponent, it was wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, it, definitely one of those situations. I feel like if. If I were in that situation, I really wouldn't, like, I think there's only, like, I can only count, like, on my hand how many people I would deliberately trash talk. Um, That'd be Conor McGregor, Colby Covington, Sean Strickland, even though Sean Strickland would probably beat me. Um, Who else? I think that's really it. I think those are the only three that I would really, like... You'd tempt fate? I would tempt fate with, yeah. Yeah, I think those would be the only three I'd really tempt fate with that I can think of. <laughs> um, oh, well, I would say Dillashaw, but he's retired, so.
2: That's true.
1: So, four. At least four for right now. So, I can not count on my hands how many who I would tempt fate with just to trash talk. But that's just me. I got um, it. Speaking, well, not speaking of which. Um, so our next fight is we had Junyoung Park defeating Albert Duryev, uh, with his own rear naked choke submission, which. Frickin' A. <laughs> I was kind of surprised about this one, honestly.
2: How many times are you going to let the dude try and choke you?
1: Yeah, he, yeah, I think it was like, what, three or four times before the I fourth know. one kind of <laughs> sunk in
2: dude you know he's going for the neck mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's like it feels like he hasn't practiced uh albert didn't practice jujitsu enough in this training camp i don't know what the fuck
2: albert did in this training camp but he lost
1: <laughs> he sure did
2: and i don't i don't know what it is and i have no right to be critical about it but i feel like park doesn't have any power behind his punches
1: no, I, I can understand that.
2: The, that fight could have been Daraev's, but he just pissed it down his leg.
1: <laughs> yep, sure did. Um, yeah, it was very... There was a lot going on for that. Well, not a whole lot going on, but Park just seems to like really have found his stride a little bit. Um, oh, I think you might have commented on this, but what did you think of uh, Park's dance at the end? (laughs) You're like, no.
2: I do not like dancing in the octagon for that very reason.
1: (laughs) I mean, it looks a lot better than something we'll cover later, but. I'm just opposed to dancing
2: in the octagon.
1: That's fair. Wait, so that means Valentina's dance? Even
0: Valentina's.
2: I just no uh, uh-uh. i'll give do you that something, do something fierce and savage
1: uh let's see what can we do that's fierce and savage um like throat punch herb dean <laughs> in celebration <laughs> well i think that would probably get you suspended maybe kicked probably, out of the ufc but
2: still it would be savage <laughs>
1: <laughs> or um oh geez there's there was one is oh um oh actually that one's a little too gross that would be too gross for me when BJ Penn went on went to um I can not remember the fighter's name I think it was um Sean Shirk um after he TKO'd him he like took like some blood and like started licking it and I was like that's disgusting yeah, yeah.
2: Don't, that that's yeah. they're savage and then there's just wrong
1: yeah that that was just wrong um oh how about Izzy's celebration over Alex Perea with the bow and arrow shot I
2: don't mind that
1: yeah so that's that would be your definition of savage right gotcha all right so now we we have a medium there so no dancing no what we'll talk about later or actually no dancing no licking blood but (laughs) air bow and arrow celebration
2: Throat punch Herb Dean? Yes. (laughs) Shake your money maker?
1: No. (laughs) Um, So moving on. Oh, before we cover that one. actually,
2: I love Herb Dean. Yeah, Herb Dean's a good guy. Throat punch the judges?
1: No. Can you imagine if someone did that after losing like a split decision? (laughs) I mean, like, oh, my they just got to the two judges that did not score for them, just like, ah, throw punch him right in them. Th- throw punch him right there. Um so about this coming event, uh, which ended up being Jack Dell and Manalena defeating Basel Basel Hafez, I think I said that right. Mm-hmm. We had split decision. Jordan wanted me to mention um that JDM is a dog for cutting weight twice for three different opponents in two weeks. <laughs> he wanted me to me mention one of that specifically. So like, all right, I'll make sure I mention that. Um, I think the biggest surprise this fight is how Hafez was just, like he wasn't going to just, he wasn't going to be a Val Woodburn when he fought Bo Nickel. He was going to go out there and scrap, and boy, did he go out there and scrap.
2: Yeah, I'd say that this is the most impressive fight of the night in in my mind. Just obviously GADM had a good performance and Hafez does, didn't back down. It was it was enjoyable to watch.
1: Oh yeah. I think it was like the only fight where I was like thoroughly invested in the entire night, the entire yeah. 15 minutes. Um right. quick question about that fight. Do you think JDM, Jack Della-Mandalana did enough to win that fight? Or do you think Hafez has a case where he won that fight?
0: Yes and yes. I like it. Could have gone either way.
1: That's what I think, too. I thought it could have really gone either way.
2: If Hafez had won, I would have been like, yeah, I can see it.
1: Mm-hmm. JDM wins like, yeah, I can see it.
2: Yeah, I could see it.
1: So hmm. yeah, I can't. I think this was it. No, maybe it was the third round, I think was the difference. Um I think that's me. the way fights are supposed to be though.
0: Yeah,
2: I think so like, too. Leave you guessing at the end.
0: Oh yeah, but I doubt.
2: But I don't like leaving the decision.
1: <laughs> Never leave the decision in the hands of the judges. Yeah, I, I don't doubt. like that. Um, I'm just gonna pull up something real quick because I'm just very curious to see. That's not it.
0: That's a wrong scorecard. Oh, here we go. All right, so
1: so the only judge to have it for Hafez was Saldi Amato. So he had the first and the second round for Hafez and the third for JDM. Hmm. Um, Chris Lee. Oh, actually. Hold on. Wait a minute. There's a difference. Okay, so it was the second round that was the difference. So all three judges had Hafez winning the first round. <laughs> all three judges had Jack Della-Mendelina winning the third round. The split was the second round. There were two judges that had Jack winning it, which is Giro I probably butchered that. My bad. Camigio and Chris Lee both had it for Jack and Sal D'Amato had it for Hafez. Hmm. So it was the second yeah, I would probably say the second round was a little tougher to score than the rest of them. Well, that's just me. And I'm pretty sure that's everybody. Right. Um but good fight. I'm not gonna argue. Like I would have been okay with either fighter winning that uh fight. But I'm gonna have you go first on this one because I think I went first for the first five. Um, Holly Holm got choked out for only the second time in her career. Where was she on Saturday night? That's a good question because we, you and I, both discussed that. Um, yeah, you and I both discussed it uh, when when I saw the, when we saw the video, I'm like yeah holly looks like she seems like she didn't want to be there nervous second guessing
2: yeah. decision
1: yeah someone had mentioned didn't um, have a good
2: training camp yeah. maybe
1: well someone mentioned that it appeared she had a black eye too going into it
2: yeah maybe she was beat up a little bit wasn't feeling it
1: mm-hmm. maybe well got she turns 42 um in october so
2: so she's just Fucking too old for the sport.
1: <laughs> well, she said she's wants to keep fighting until like kind of like um kind of like, like a Robert Lawler thing. Like she wants to keep fighting until she like oh wait, no, her thing was that she wants to keep fighting until she knows for sure that the title is out of her reach. But I think after that performance, it's gonna take a long time for her to get back to it.
2: She's like that, uh mean with jason bateman like the mind wants to do it but the body says the fuck you are
1: (laughs) oh yeah oh (laughs) oh that was like my running things like um what was it um my my knees are in my prime your brain the fuck it is (laughs) right (laughs) but yeah um yeah it seems like But I mean, i I give all credit to Myra Buena Silva because Holly Holm had her game plan going into the um in that first round. Like she was doing everything that she wanted to do. But okay. I think like they call it like a, they call it a standing guillotine, but I think now they've referenced it more now as a um ninja choke. But I think Holly Holm was just caught off guard when she got caught with it. She couldn't really find a way to get out of it. I mean standing guillotines are kind of difficult to get out of unless you're like like it was deep um so holly holm really had i wouldn't say she panicked but i don't think she could she found any way she could have got out of it so she was forced to tap and when when she tapped and myra uh got off of her like you could tell holly was pissed like she was mad beyond anything that that happened
2: Only be mad at yourself,
1: that's true. Um, oh, stats. Um, well, I I promise we will talk about Myra Buena Silva, uh, without a doubt. But so I found the interesting statistic on Reddit. Um, so in the UFC, Holly Holm has eight wins and seven losses, but she is five and seven. Since she won the title from Ronda Rousey. Hmm. So which means she's lost seven of twelve since that Ronda Rousey fight. Hmm.
0: Which is not good. Yeah, not good. <laughs> um it's
2: not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Um is it championship material?
1: At this moment, no. Yeah, no. Um, and she's it's kind of like the same thing with um especially lately it's kind of like the Terrence McKinney thing like there are two fights in a row she looks really good but then like they always say two out of three ain't bad but it's always that third fight that she just cannot seem to rebound like she cannot seem to get out of her way about it which is probably why she well but then you have to imagine like all the Trying to think of all she's so she's she lost to Misha Tate, she lost to Valentina Shevchenko, uh, lost to Cyborg, lost to Nunez, um, lost to Buena Silva, um, and then there were a couple other fighters that she lost to, um, but my mind's drawing a blank right now. I know her wins were against Megan Anderson, Yana Santos. I mean, she just recently. Well, not recently beat. Like three years ago, she beat uh Irene Aldana, who just fought for the title not too long ago. So it's kind of surprising at how much of a roller coaster ride she's going. Right. But I um I talked to Rhino about it. Like I think it's like the third time I've referenced him. So excuse me. Um, but like what's next for Holly Holm? I think what they might do, like. She'll, like, only she knows what will happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if she's out until, like, late next year or, like, around this time next year. I think she's going to take some time off, but one one fight I would like to see, like, I would probably have her fight. Like, he suggested that she should fight someone, like, in the fringe top 15 instead of, like, these top, like, she's fought in top 10 fighters for, like, the longest time, so... Give her someone a little bit more below her level, just to get that confidence back.
2: Confidence build,
1: yeah. Build up that confidence. Um, But great performance by Myra Buenasova. I did not. I actually did not expect her to win that one. Yeah, I think she fought hard. She played smart. Didn't
2: didn't engage in a punching punching match and used all the tools that she had available
1: yep was good now do you think that do you think she should actually let me see what the rankings look like but I want to ask you this was that performance what good enough to give Myra Buena Silva the title shot for the vacant title
0: what who would she
1: fight uh they're thinking that she would fight um juliana pena for the vacant title she'll lose Hmm. yeah right now silva is number three so actually the interestingly enough the three fighters that are probably in the running for that vacant title shot are the top three fighters in that division juliana pena raquel pennington and myra buena silva Give it to Raquel. Raquel? Okay. I can actually see that. She's on a five-fight win streak, so I can I would be down for that. So, so she Have just has, recently
2: has Pennington fought Silva? Um uh,
1: no, right? Mm-mm. Not that I see. Nope, she has not.
2: To battle it out. Winner gets Juliana.
1: Well, here would be the question though is Julian well I mean Julia Pena is hurt too so that would give her a reason to wait too yeah
0: um
1: you know what that wouldn't be a bad idea so um someone suggested that Myra Buena Silva fight uh Ketlin Vieira too for so I guess their situation would be have Pena and Raquel Pennington fight each other and then the winner of Ketlin Vieira and Myra Buena Silva should get the next title shot. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if Ketlin Vieira would even really well I mean I think she won her last fight but I don't know if she like is in the running for that title shot yet. She was for a while until she got knocked out a couple of years ago. Um yeah, not too sure. I think it's going to be between those three. Uh I think Peña I think the thing is, it's probably going to be Pena for sure when she's recovered, um, and then you just have to look at the, you have to look at Myra Bueno Silva and Raquel Pennington's records and figure out. Let's see. So Bueno Silva is on a. I don't know what I say. What kind of streak she's on? One, two, three, four. She's on a four, so 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 was on a four fight winning streak, and Pennington's on a five fight. Wait, is she on a five fight winning streak? I feel like that's not true because I feel I th- like we've talked about this,
2: and she is.
1: Yeah, I th- I don't know if she really is because I think Pennington lost to, um.
0: Holly Holm not that long ago,
1: or maybe that maybe that was her last loss was to. um Oh wait, no. Nope. Yep. Yeah, her last loss was to Holly Holm, but that was back. Oh, that was back in 2020. Never mind.
0: Yeah.
1: I was completely wrong. Look at me. Bound to happen though. But yeah, she's beaten Katelyn Vera, Aspen Ladd, Macy Shazon, Penny Kenadzad, uh, and Marion Renault. So yeah, I would probably say do Pennington and Um, do Pennington and uh, Nunez, see how badly I want Nunez to come back. (laughs) Uh, Have Pennington and Pena fight each other, but if the injury keeps Pena out for a significant amount of time, I mean, it's a rib injury, so it depends, then yeah, maybe do Pennington and Silva for the title. Right. And then Juliana Pena gets the winner.
0: But I don't know, we'll see.
1: You're going to say something? Makes sense. Yeah. Let's see if we can make it make sense. I assume they want to book it soon because probably by the end of the year. So, and that would be enough time for really both fighters to uh, recover. So, I thought, well, we'll get into the specifics later once it gets, once it comes to fruition. But that does cover UFC Vegas 77 and all right so from my understanding laurel as you update everyone in the standings there is a tie now for first place isn't there
2: well actually if you count wins and losses i'm in first place so i am 56 and 49 okay jordan is 52 and 53 okay and you are fifty six and fifty,
1: ah, oh, so you have the half game because of losses, right, interesting. Wait, how did that happen? How did I get one how did I get one more fight than you did?
2: Well, remember, there was a fight that you picked that says if you lose, then it'll count
1: twice, oh, yeah, that's right. I did do that, didn't I <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so you're fifty six forty nine. I'm fifty six fifty.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. What
2: happened? Well,
1: oh, half game. I didn't well, to look back through my records. It's okay. I I trust you, but I just know. I knew. I knew once this card was going through, like this is probably not going to be my night. Uh, really, just two, really, mm. three fighters kind of disappointed me that night. So. Yeah. Well, actually, I could say the four fights that I had. Let's see. Because last week I had the only fight I got correct was the Jack Della Mandalena fight. So I went one in five. It's It's been a rough couple weeks for everybody. Mm-hmm. And then Jordan is 52 and 54, you said? No, sorry, 52 and 53.
0: Yeah.
1: So he, yeah, he's actually not too far away now. Was I think a three? I was three and a half fight lead on him now um oh i should have asked jordan if he was gonna do picks i totally forgot to mention that but we could do our picks for ufc london and if he does make his picks i will copy them and send them to you so that way
0: yeah you've got them
1: okay. so our first fights of UFC London is between Leron Leron Murphy versus Josh
2: Kuliabov.
1: <sighs> Thank you. Um, you go ahead. I can't really think about this one. So I could. This one was difficult. Well, not difficult. I I know who I'm gonna pick, but some of these fights are just kind of. Either I knew where I was going to lean, or I'm like,
0: I really don't know where to lean.
2: Yeah, so I went back and forth on this, and despite what the rankings say, I feel like Josh Cugliabo is, if I'm even pronouncing that right, is a more experienced fighter. Hmm. And Makes I
0: kind, sense.
2: I kind of give a little
0: bit of credit to experience. Fair, um, but yeah.
1: They're about even. Josh Cooley Cooleybio has is eleven one and one, so he's thirteen fight thirteen pro fights. Oh, Leon Murphy is 12 0 and one,
0: yeah. and
1: so they each have thirteen fights.
2: The only thing that makes me nervous about Josh is he lets a lot of things go to a decision.
1: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I
2: feel like it's against my better judgment to pick Lerone L- 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 Murphy, but I'm going to do it anyway.
1: So you're going to go, Josh?
2: No, I'm gonna you're
1: going to go go Le- L- L- mm. Murphy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um,
2: I feel you- I feel good about him.
1: Yeah, I He's actually am- a long way. He has. Um, I remember, I don't know when it was. There was a fight that he was a part of um, that I was like really impressed with. Um, maybe it was the Ricardo Ramos. Oh, you know what? I think it was, uh, oh, yeah, it was Amarakani when he fought. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw his fight against uh, Ma- Macron. Amari Khani, I think I'm saying that right, um, which was the quick second round, 14-second knockout. And that's actually what kind of like impressed me with him. Um he fought to a draw against Zubara Tukahasov, I can't remember, in his um his UFC debut. Sorry, I was trying to think of what I was trying to say. Um but because it's in London, I think I'm gonna go with the home guy. I'm gonna
0: go with Murphy as well. Home oh, guy, home oh, guy.
1: <laughs> um, our next one is Jai Herbert versus Faris Ziam. Um, let me just double check this one real quick. I know who I'm picking. I just wanna. Oh, now I know who Jai Herbert is. Uh, so yeah, that actually makes this a lot easy. Oh a lot easy. Easier. Uh I am going to go. Oh, but he but he's a Jai Herbert's the home guy too, though. Darn. Huh? He's a um he's from England, so I
2: don't think about that.
1: I won't think about it. Don't worry.
2: There's a clear winner here.
1: Oh, I know there's a clear winner here. Um <laughs> I am going with Fairy Sam in this fight. Um even though Jai Herbert has the reach, I think. Think, especially seeing Herbert's performance over the past couple fights, um,
0: it just makes me believe that it's gonna be Zom's night day. Seems logical.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And then the, we were talking about the inconsistency. Uh Zahn did lose to Terrence McKinney though. So Ugh. that was his last loss. But that was I think that was a while ago, I think though.
2: Yeah.
0: And that was, I think that was when Terrence McKinney was like really
1: starting to come about. And but we'll watch me grow. Oh yeah, it was February of last year. So that was almost six. That was almost 18 months ago. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm going to go with um,
0: Zion here. Gotcha. And so are you? Yes.
1: Perfect. <laughs> yes.
0: Alright,
1: this next one was really difficult for me to predict. So Paul Craig is actually moving down the middleweight for this fight. Um, crazy. Very yeah. crazy. And he's fighting Andre Muniz, who... He's the one I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think he broke uh, Jacare Silva, Jacare Silva, Jacare Sosa's arm in the one in their one fight. I'm going to double check to make sure. I think that is correct. I do remember that fight specifically. Yep, it was Jacare Sosa. Um, I think, yeah, m- m- yeah very sad. Um, oh, oh my gosh I totally forgot speaking of breaking things sorry this little squirrel moment but the the Nunez trying to break her fall and the dislocated elbow yeah wow. that, was, that was brutal like it wouldn't be like I had to mention that at some point like that was like the quickest uh, actually that wasn't no, the quickest because uh who was it What's his name? Chris Weidman like broke his leg, I think, in like fifteen seconds. So nasty, yeah. Um, by getting his
2: kick checked.
1: Um, but yeah, I feel I feel bad for Nunes in that one. Like, I think the worst part about it was the screaming.
2: Yeah, that was gross.
1: I was like, oh gosh, like you could like you can hear how painful that. Is. Like I haven't heard screams that bad since after like a big injury since my senior year of college uh, during an inaugural basketball game that I was watching. And I was like, it brought me back to that moment. Like, oh my gosh, I feel so much pain for Nunez after having experienced it almost 10 years ago or not experiencing it, after hearing it, hearing something like it 10 years ago. Like, oh, no, thank you um sorry want to make sure i reference that because i think everyone else has um this one's tough because they're both submission specialists um muniz has just been finding ways to surprise us although he did lose his last fight to brendan allen um so brendan allen though yeah it's brendan allen so it's understandable um My biggest concern is how's Paul Craig going to deal with the um, weight difference? Having, because that's that's a 20 pound weight difference going from 205 to 185. Yeah. And I think that's going to play in favor of Muniz. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Andre Muniz in this fight.
2: If he makes weight.
1: If, If Paul Craig makes weight? Yeah. Oh, that's.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
2: But I am also going to go with Andre Muniz. I'm evidently a risk taker in my picks. Um, (laughs) So, But I believe that he's just a slightly better, has a slightly better ground game than than Paul Craig. Yeah, I would say so too. I I don't think this is going to be a stand-up battle by any means, but. No. I think the one thing that I worry about with the ground game is sometimes fighters waste a lot of time on the ground, mm-hmm. trying to get submissions, and then you know it ends up being a how do you score it fight? Yeah. Which, if it goes to decision, then it's just a crapshoot on who's going to win. Right. But I I think that. I get I'm thinking that it's probably gonna go to decision. Could could very well. But I think Munoz can pull it off. Yeah. I think
1: so too. Um next we have Nathaniel Wood versus Andre Feely. Um yes. I'm gonna go Wood here, honestly. I think it's gonna be a lot closer than people believe. Um I think when it's that close, I would lean towards the hometown guy, and Nathaniel Wood is in the England area. So give me Nathaniel Wood to win this one. I would probably say a very close decision.
2: I was actually going to go with Andre Feely. Okay. I am concerned about his striking ability, his ability to stand
0: up and, and strike with Nathaniel Wood, but... Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like not a very smart pick but it's mine
1: <laughs> it is your unique pick but i get i could see it so we'll see where that goes excuse yeah. me um all right, so we have reached our coming events. Um, I'll have you started off. We have Molly McCann versus Julia Stolyaranko. I think I got that.
0: I'm going with Molly McCann. Mm-hmm. No specific
1: reason? <laughs> <laughs> just just because? Or is, it, or, or is it Molly McCann by whichever way she wants?
2: Yeah, it's it's kind of i I'm just going with Molly McCann because I feel like she's she's gritty. I'm a, I'm a little worried about Julia's reach. Mm-hmm. You know, she has a four-inch reach advantage and she's a little bit little bit taller, but I think that Molly McCann's um punching power is is good if she can keep the fight standing. I think she takes it. If mm-hmm. Juliana takes her to the ground, she's screwed. But I think that mm-hmm. of two fighters, she's the more active fighter. Mm-hmm. And um, I think she wins in a close one. Okay.
1: Um, one thing that I would be very observant about, especially when it comes to Julia Stoyorenko, Mm-hmm. so this fight is being contested at women's flyweight there was one bout not actually wasn't that long ago um uh, Joya is actually she's technically if my memory serves right is technically a featherweight oh. and so and there was at one point i can't remember who she was supposed to fight but she went she fought at bantamweight it was a bantamweight fight, and she went on the scale and nearly passed out. So it kind of worries me to how her body's going to respond to her going. If, if if it's true that her natural body weight is around the one forty five, having to lose twenty pounds that kind of worries me a little bit.
0: Yeah. And I think
1: Jordan may have mentioned that in a podcast when he w- when this fight was booked. A couple right. a couple months ago, um, but I think I think Lon McCann does have a bounce back performance, especially after her loss to I, her. She last fought, I believe, Aaron Blanchfield and mm-hmm. lost that fight. So I think McCann oh, bounces back on home soil, and I I would say she gets the win. I think she finishes the fight, and then. I want to make this one short, the main event, even though it's on been...
0: Aspinall.
1: yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Tom Aspinall's coming back from injury, um, a blown knee. Um, but he's fighting Marcin Tybora. Um, which is not a slouch on his own, but just looking at the not the skill level, looking at where both guys are. Um even before the injury, Aspinall was just dominating everyone that he had faced and so i so like when you said with mom mccann wins by whatever way she wants i think tom aspinall would win in any way he wants but i ultimately picked that he's gonna get a clean ko
2: it's a good choice yeah it'll be so much fun to watch him fight again
1: oh yeah i think so that yeah this is heavyweight so the I mean, if he looks really good and a certain John Bones Jones doesn't retire, that would actually be a really decent fight.
2: It would be. I John think. Jones would win, but it would be a decent fight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh gosh, he's probably, he's probably going to win, but Aspinall would probably at least make it interesting. Right. But that does, let me see what Aspinall think is ranked number, oh yeah, he's five, so there's actually a really good chance that he could actually fight. Well, it would depend on what happens where really when it comes to that mass score. Oh, which actually no, I think we've recovered that. So we actually we'll cover that real quick. We'll cover that in a moment, but I'm just curious about where Aspinall is ranked. Yeah, he's fifth. So oh Pavlovich probably will get the next title shot though, so mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on heavyweights for the next year, year and a half, and see what happens. A lot um, of movement. There will be a lot of movement. I think if As actually if Aspinal wins, I wouldn't be surprised if um. Oh,
0: see, I would have. Ooh, hold on. Hold that
1: thought. I just thought of something because. I have to see, because I think Surogon has a fight coming up. I can't remember who he's fighting. Oh, Speedback. Never mind. And Speedback, I think, is like ranked a little bit below. Um, yeah, Spivak's eight. So never mind. Um, oh, that's kind of a change there. So if Aspinall wins? Yeah. I mean, we'll just see where things go. We'll see. But that does cover UFC London. And I think for, at least for the both of us, there was only, yeah, one difference, which was the um, Nathaniel Wood versus Andre Feely fight. But, all right, so I'll give the option. What should we do first? Ultimate fighter, the Wacky Times, or uh, fights, announcements, and stuff like that.
2: Uh, let's go Ultimate Fighter for one hundred, please.
1: <laughs> All right, for one hundred, uh, we had episode eight between Team McGregor versus Team Chandler. Um, Team Chandler was looking for the historic sweep of the quarterfinals, something that was never done in the thirty that something that has never been done in thirty seasons of the Ultimate Fighter. Um. So, the last fight was between Hunter Zer versus Rico DeSusulio. Um I will say this, and um, I'm pretty sure everyone that's listening to this has watched the episode by now. Hunter was probably three, two and a half, no, like three minutes away, possibly. Three minutes away from completing the sweep, but he got clipped and then Rico followed up with a very rare double double hammer fist to finish yeah, the what, fight what
2: the fuck's with the double hammer fist I
1: you don't know it
2: out and you're gonna you're gonna bash him with two not one but two fists right that <laughs> yeah,
1: no, was that's a yeah when it's like that. That seems a little excessive there. Like the dude, he he was already out. Like,
2: yeah, that's that's what t- that's what Connor's teaching in training camp. <laughs> yeah,
1: even though Connor really only does the one hand hammer fist,
2: um, <laughs> he's not coordinated yeah. enough to do two.
1: <laughs> that's probably true. But man, the fact that Team Chandler was probably three minutes away, three <laughs> minutes away from that sweep. Ah, it's yeah, it's all right. Um, although I will, I'll give my thoughts on this one. This fight was probably, I'll say, I think it was probably the best quarterfinal fight out of all eight of them.
2: Yeah, it was a little better matched. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I
1: agree. Um, yeah, I believe it was the first one was close, but I did think Hunter won the first round. Um, yeah, they Team Chandler avoids it and Connor was like hyped up beyond anything. And I actually I thought for sure after it was announced that there's gonna be another altercation between Chandler and McGregor because Chan, not Chandler, McGregor was chirping at Team Chandler after that fight.
2: His one fucking win.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we're getting excited over one win. So
2: all that do- dude does is chirp.
1: Yeah um uh let's see i got something i was gonna mention yeah so now we go to the semifinals. i actually just realized that there's only i think four more episodes let me double check one two yeah there's only four more episodes left of tough crazy very crazy um and so our first sem- they announced the 1st semifinal fight which i'm actually kind of surprised they did that because I thought they were still going to try to figure out who who was going to be part of Team McGregor since there's only one fighter. But I guess they're just going to go about it the way it is now. Uh, I think if there was a sweep, they probably would have split it up a little bit. But we do have what I think could be a very interesting semifinal matchup uh, between Austin Hubbard and Roosevelt Roberts. That is going
0: to be a tough tough fight
1: yeah and they did mention i think now that's the semifinals they are now moving to three five five-minute rounds instead of two five minute rounds which makes sense just that i think the quarterfinals they want to make sure all the fights were squared away now that there's only four fights left of the season
0: yeah
1: like why not just do the full three five minute rounds
0: but okay. What do you think? What do you think of this
1: episode?
2: Um, I you know I like all the episodes. Really, it's interesting to see the fighters, and some of them are some of the episodes in my mind are kind of boring.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But I liked this episode that because it was really more about the fighters rather than the coaching.
1: Hmm. Oh yeah, I totally agree with that. It was good. Yeah. We'll see what happens in the next four episodes. Should be very entertaining. Um excuse me. All right. So now we have two more categories off on the board, fight announcements or wacky times.
2: I would love to do fight announcements because I think that what ending on wacky times is is <laughs> is best.
1: Okay. So, I mean, there hasn't been a whole lot of fight announcements, but there was one cancellation because Jordan wanted me to mention this one specific note. So Wednesday, which was today. But if you're listening to it, it'll be whenever you listen to it. <laughs> um so this was this was actually Jordan's text to me uh when he couldn't show up. I'm like Umar Namaga madoff. You need to find a replacement for me. Mm. Because Umar Nurmagomedov versus Corey Sanhagen is now off. Um, they're trying to find a replacement for Corey Sanhagen. Uh, no word on what happened. I think they said that he had gotten hurt. I'm going to check him. And... He got he got hurt? Yeah, I think Umar Nurmagomedov got hurt. Oh,
0: that's too bad. Yeah, because so he's out. Let's see what they say. Um... Nirmaga Madoff suffered an injury to
1: his shoulder that will require surgery.
0: Ah, shit.
1: Oh, Oh, you want another fight announcement?
2: Yeah, of course.
1: Jordan just texted me um, via Dana White. There's going to be a championship rematch in Abu Dhabi. Islam Makachev versus Charles Oliveira 2 for the lightweight title.
2: Oh, my goodness. I really? kid you.
1: I, I'm I I get my phone straight, but I kid you not.
0: Interesting. UFC
1: 294 on October 21st via Dana White. Oh
0: my God, who am I going
2: to pick? I know. <laughs> <laughs> like this is some fights that I hear about. I'm like, I'm going to have to start trying to pick who I'm going to pick. Right like weeks in advance,
1: months. (laughs) Well, we got plenty of time, so.
2: We don't. It just seems like it, but it's not.
1: (laughs)
0: That's true. That's very true. Um,
1: Ah, that's going to be an interesting one. Um, So, because, so the thought was actually, now they've actually made that announcement, I have a feeling that next weekend's fight between Pori and Gaethje, the winner of that fight is going to get the winner of Makachev versus Olivero. Mm.
0: Because there was rumor that... um, What was it? Let me think for a second.
1: What was the rumor? Oh, that the winner of... Oh, because Gaethje actually had a conversation uh, I want to say it was with Brett Akamato saying that the winner of this fight, it would be really tough for them to have a quick turnaround to fight Makachev in October, especially since the fight is in July. Mm -hmm. So, because there was rumors that the winner between Poirier and Gaethje would fight Makachev in October. But thinking of what Gaethje said, that would be a very, very quick turnaround. So I guess Oliveira actually is recovered in time to where he can actually fight because they said that he might not recover in time but it looks like he's going to make the recovery right on time excellent very excellent um oh i I feel bad for charles though because now it'll be almost a year to the date that he went to abu dhabi and lost his belt and now he's got to go fight makachev on his home turf again poor guy yeah he can do it oh yeah i think he could do it all right so we had a fight cancellation and a break that's our breaking news fight announcement yeah i think is the first time it's ever happened we have a breaking news yeah yes
2: you heard it second here
1: it's <laughs> here love to see it though um all right ready for some wacky times Bring it. All right. Uh, let's see. All right, so we'll we'll go from tame and go to, to like, the more extreme. So I think the tamest one of it, um, if you didn't watch UFC Vegas 77, or at least the prelims of it, um, Allian Perez, I'm sorry if I butchered that name, uh, defeated Ashley Evan smith on the first fight of the prelims then proceeded after they announced her as the victor to have one of the most intense twerking, uh, twerk dances that I've ever seen an MMA fighter have. I just hit my elbow. Um. There was
2: uh, a lot of booty shaking.
1: There was a lot of booty shaking.
2: I'm sure her mother does not approve.
1: <laughs> I wonder. Eh. Well, actually, no, it, it, no, 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 no. This is a, there's a reason I'm so. She, I think she ended up doing it again, like after the fights, and there was like one guy that was like very like, oh hi, what's going on here? <laughs> like oh boy, um, let me see, and I think she might have mentioned something about it, but maybe not. Um,
2: her her intense. <sighs> Her intense uh, twerk just completely took away her her victory. You think so? Well, do you remember the victory or do you remember the twerking?
0: Good question.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Very good question. That's I'm um, no, I I sorry I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead.
2: No, that's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, there there was something memorable about her victory. Um. She did make history in her 10 takedowns as the record for the most in a women's bantamweight fight in UFC history, beating Nunez's record of 8.
2: Well, with a badonkadonk like that, <laughs> you're bound to have some leverage.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Gotta get that leverage somehow. Um, that's I noticed something, but I'm sorry, I'm trying to figure out what's... There's apparently a picture there's a picture of her and colby covington together on her instagram like oh gosh no
2: well with a badonkadonk like that
1: fair enough fair enough (laughs) this one she was probably dating someone but that's besides me um all right moving i mean this one what this one take it as you will um so sometimes we like to cover well, actually, we barely cover amateur fights, but there was one interesting thing that happened in what was what was it called? It was called Flux Fights T- Takedown Twenty Five in New York. Uh, there was an amateur fight between, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember his opponent's name, but there was a that featured Jason White. Um, he suffered disqualification for. I'm checking my notes here. Losing his protective groin cup twice in like eight seconds. <laughs> I kid you not. <laughs> I am actually going to hold what, the video. How,
2: how did it come out?
1: Um Funny story about that. So from I was doing some research, um, his manager and his corner. Forgot to give him the protective cup and they were rushing Did to they just
2: throw it in the, in the octagon when he was in there.
1: No, they just literally handed it to him right as he was getting ready to go into the octagon, apparently.
2: Oh, God,
1: um, pulling it up real quick. I'll read it. Actually, I'll just so, read it to but you. Wait
2: a minute. Isn't the official supposed to check to make sure you're wearing one?
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I thought too. They so, do the tap. I don't. I don't know if they do tap. Do do they tap? Oh, you know what? Well, I think when they do like the pat down, they probably do. Yeah,
2: they. they well, no, the official doesn't do the tap.
1: Well, the, yeah, the like the cutman or the, the tap. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe right actually. So, yeah, okay. not everybody taps. Yeah, that's true. I'm try trying to see. If it said anything about it. No, it doesn't want to say anything about. It. So, okay, here we go. Okay. Quite broadcast. Uh oh, from the time of the fighters pre-fight checks, it was evident something was wrong with White's cup. So I think they might have put it in like right before the pre-fight check. Um, I want to point out how much Jason, the fighter in white, was fiddling with his cup. One announcer said before the fight started. That's a distraction. It's not in there properly. Again, fighters invest in the money. They're not that expensive. The first cup drop took place at the two-second mark of the first round as a piece of protective plastic equipment fell to the canvas. White hopped up out of frustration. The overseeing ISKA official retrieved the cup and handed it back to White, who inserted it back down the trunks, only to have it fall out seconds after the action resumed. According to the unified rules of MMA, a male mixed martial artist should always also wear the appropriate groin protection. While New York's amateur bylaws may have its own unique language, after the cup dropped to the canvas a second time, the official disqualified white. Cox was declared, was declared the winner without even having to throw a strike or attempting a takedown.
2: Oh, for five,
1: I know. <laughs> um, and there was actually someone that talked about it too. Let me see. Oh, perfect. I actually looked it up.
0: Um, that's not it. Oh, here it goes. It's
1: here. see. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not it. So this isn't the article I'm thinking about. Oh, here we go. Found it finally. Took long enough. But,
0: uh, oh, I don't want to talk. Oh, here we go.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So White was reportedly not wearing a cup until his manager manager brandished one, and White proceeded to stuff it down his short shorts with nothing to hold it in place except sheer will and some pelvic muscles. So that's. I think that's pretty much on his his corner's fault that they didn't check. That he didn't have a cup and first of all you're a fighter how do you not how do you not know that you need to wear a cup that's
0: my question well guys are either not wearing a cup or
2: like they're connor and they're wearing a ginormous cup for a little
1: <laughs> that's true uh video Everyone can see there was a problem. Oh, it's an unfortunate situation for White, but it's quite clear that neither he nor his team were adequately prepared to fight that night. Um, so with him being disqualified, this is actually a very interesting statistic. Jason White falls to 0-3 as an amateur. His three losses have come by knockout, Submission and disqualification, which is a
0: very rare trifecta. Hmm. Hmm.
1: O oh, and three, and have all and to lose in every which way possible in your first three fights.
2: Sounds like you shouldn't be in the UFC. I
1: don't That's think he's going to be getting that together. call don't think he's going to get that call up anytime soon
2: don't even go down to bellator don't even
1: don't go to one champion don't go to lfa
2: go to the slap league
1: <laughs> well yeah you, you only need a cup for that so that would be a perfect league for him um
2: hey we got to tell jordan that he can't tweet UFC stuff when he's not on the podcast.
1: Is he sweetening UFC stuff? He's
2: tweeting <laughs> UFC stuff.
1: Oh, okay, I see it now.
2: Can't be bothered to make it to the to the
1: pod. Oh, are you, are you gonna call him out?
0: Call him out. Call him out. Call
1: him out. Call him out.
2: I'm calling
1: it. We can we can have Sandy call him out too next week. Um, I didn't even realize he had tweeted something until I just checked. Like, oh, my phone is, my phone is down. So I should probably check that. But yeah. Um, wait, how did, did you get that notification or did you just happen to scroll Twitter and you saw it?
2: No, I got a notification. <laughs> pod notification.
1: Nice. Oh, do you follow the, Oh, ah, okay. I see. I see. I see.
2: Well, I follow the pod.
1: Well, Yeah. Uh, I was thinking if you have notifications on for the pod. Of course, I do. Nice. Oh, you know I need to do that. Honestly, let's do that. Well, because I tweet from it, so I already see what it's gonna be. So I'm going to
0: ask you later. Oh wait, I'm. No, never mind. That's weird. Call me on Twitter. Call me on Twitter. Call me on Twitter. Call me on Twitter. Me on Twitter. I said. Uh, you-
2: in the pod while we're recording the pod and you're not
0: oh oh mm-hmm. what now
1: all right sorry but now for our last wacky moment
2: i have to do a gif with it though
1: um hmm.
2: no i got one
1: you got one okay well while you're working on that gif um laurel remember when we had Travis P. Roscoe on, and we discussed when Ty Emery flashed the crowd after a bare knuckle win.
2: Of course, and I love Travis P. Roscoe, let the record show. Yeah,
1: shout out to Travis P. Roscoe. <laughs> shout
2: out. Come on the pod again.
1: Oh, I think we will get him on the pod again. Definitely by the end of the year, without a doubt. Um, actually, hmm. come back to that. We'll come back to that. But we had another female boxer Pull and Emery after her bout. Oh, man. So at a kingpin boxing event, Daniela Hemsley, who was competing in a loser's bracket matchup, so she needed to win this one to, I think, to advance to a final fight, and then she was eliminated. She lost. Um, she defeated Miss Danielle Kella. I think I'm saying that right. Being a decision, she got excited jumped in her corner man's arms and then she like bent down like i'm not sure what she's doing and she reached for her top i'm like don't you do it don't you do it but she flashed the dublin crowd
2: oh my god
1: with her perky boobies
2: were they perky
1: oh i don't know i wasn't paying attention i was just like like oh gosh we have another tight Emery moment um
0: I don't, I don't get it, but okay. Okay. I don't,
1: you know. And that was like, oh yeah, the Travis P. Roscoe, that episode was, I think, I think that was almost a year ago, wasn't it?
2: It's been a long time since Travis P. Roscoe has come onto the pod.
1: We need to get him on the pod real soon because we need his comedy. We need his expertise Podcasts are always fun with him.
2: Of course it is.
1: And we need to introduce Jordan to Travis P. Roscoe too.
2: Oh, yes. He's not ever experienced Travis P. Roscoe.
1: Oh, that that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be fun. <laughs> um But Daniela Hemsley mentioned that she was given permission by the promotion to do it, but only if she won the bouts. Um how, how-
2: how does one seek permission for this
1: that's a good question i would really love to be a fly on the wall to figure out how that conversation went
2: say i know this sounds crazy but if i win can i flash my boobs
0: (laughs) and i uh... okay
1: (laughs) sure why not um you either were You either were not happy with it or you were surprised um i would say either way though the stunt is going to pull her a bigger social media following um I,
0: he, he, hear me out on this one um i'm trying
1: to think of the proper way to say this but i did i did some research and she is also an only fans model so that it's probably what they mean by a bigger oh. social media gathering. Okay. So that makes sense. But there was something that was reported on it today, actually. Um, Hemsley's not going to be able to compete in the finals now because she pulled that stunt. Oh, really? And mm-hmm. she
2: didn't get permission.
1: Appa- I guess she didn't get permission.
2: Yeah. She lied. She's liar. Um, I'm sure that was worth it too
1: (laughs) let's hope so here I'll pull it up oh here you go wow she actually is trending on Twitter crazy enough Um, oh wait no I don't want to see it I don't want to see it It, That was the first thing that popped up Now, never mind I see it you're
2: going to see it if you search it on Twitter
1: well I'm trying to figure out what she oh hold on I think this
0: is it oh oh i can't even translate it that's lame
1: yeah oh Oh, wait (laughs) i know where to go because i I, the only reason i found out about it was because um our good friend sandy tweeted about it
2: of course she did
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right so i mean Okay, so Daniela Hemsley bared from boxing final after viral breast flashing moment. Sandy responds, girls can't even have hobbies anymore. (laughs) Like,
0: "Eh."
1: (laughs) I think someone else said like, good. I was like, oh, okay.
0: Okay. All right, cool, 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 cool. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So apparently she got bare. She's not fight. She's not going to fight in the finals anymore.
1: See, That's
2: unfortunate.
1: see, Jordan would have. Well, I'm not sure if Jordan would have loved this episode. Like, yo, you get a free chance to talk about this, and
0: yeah, yeah, inappropriate behaviors. Yep. Mm-hmm. <sighs>
1: Oh, our friend, um, our friend Crystal in our group chat uh, just saw the Charles Oliveira news and she's freaking out.
2: Oh. <laughs> Is she a big fan?
1: Oh, she's a huge fan. She met Charles Oliveira last weekend for, during a oh. national fight week.
2: Did she say that?
1: Mm-hmm. It's on her Twitter.
2: She, oh, okay. Okay. Oh, you know, maybe I read that and I just forgot. Yeah,
1: um, it was it's actually I think her pin tweet now. And oh, <laughs> yeah, it's her um her Twitter up. It's uh um,
2: adorbs. adorbs.
1: There you go. It's kind of hard to see but
2: Yeah, totes adorbs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she was like
1: really ecstatic about it. So, mm-hmm. she's going to be bouncing off the walls here once we get off the podcast and talk about it. So, but I right, and I just I did just see your tweet. Like, oh you're you're allowed to be on the you're allowed to tweet on Twitter, but you can't be on the podcast. Like call him out. Call him out. Call I him. Called up. him out.
0: <laughs> well. See, this would have been a
1: perfect time for him to jump in on the podcast because he does have the link. But yeah. oh well. Oh well. But so, we had some lucky moments. We had an okay card. We have London coming up. Did I miss anything?
0: No. Oh, we had, we had the ultimate fighter, 2. We did that. Yes, I think I covered everything. I'm pretty sure.
2: We got it.
1: Yes, we did. So, kind of- yeah, it is It is late. Um, promise we wouldn't keep each other long, and just had to, we were talking fights and the time here just we <laughs> here we are. <laughs> See, that's why I'm never gonna say we won't keep you long because every time I think every time I've said that, we've been on Yeah, it's it's a bold face lie. It's just really something cute. that'll make you all feel better. But hey, you guys get more content. So good for you. Yay for our five listeners. Or something like that. I don't know. Anyways, oh hold on.
0: I got sent a post. It's probably nothing important, though.
1: Oh, wait. Wait, wait.
0: No,
2: we're, we're done.
1: I know we're done. Oh, yeah, the UFC just announced it. Makachev versus Oliveira too. Oh, good. So it is It is official, official. Um, oh, okay, so we have more fights. There are more fights that are announced, but these are the last ones. Paulo Costa versus Hamzat Shamayev for yeah. Abu Dhabi.
2: I, I hope Shamayev kicks his ass. <laughs> oh my god!
1: And then we have, um, ultimate weight bout. Um, but I don't know who these guys. Are. Oh, Imavov. Oh, he was supposed to fight. Uh, Charles, uh, he was supposed to fight Paulo Costa. But I guess he got a new fight. Interesting. So we have, Ikram alice Karov versus imanov oh sorry nazarin imanov mm. so those are the first three fights that have been announced for abu dhabi okay and yeah dana white just said abu dhabi is official as of 20 minutes ago and that's why that's where that notification came from so that's three fight announcements yeah, yes but yeah. we are we are actually done we're done we're done yeah, we're done, we're done. We're good, we're going, we're going, we're going. Yeah. But.
2: Like a baby and heading
1: out.
2: <laughs> we're off like prom dresses.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's blow this taco stand. <laughs> but let's eat the tacos though. Um, but anyways, if you have any questions, you have any comments, if you're going to join our FKTC group chats, you can reach us on our podcast page, on our podcast page at FKTC pod, or you can reach us um, individually by reaching Laurel at... Main Basin. You can reach Jordan, who is not here and is instead tweeting about fights, at mm-hmm. Jordan T Lopez. Or you can reach me, Ty at TyflyGuy15. Um, with that being said, protect your faces from Laurel's kicks. Protect your necks from my throat cuddles. You all have to watch out for Jordan's flying knees because you're busy tweeting. <laughs> What's our number one golden rule, Laurel?
2: Never leave the decision in the hands of the judges. Yep. And never tweet to the pod while the pod's being recorded and you aren't on the pod <laughs> well
1: I'll have to remember next week to give Jordan absolute hell for that
2: I'm going to give him an extra minus one on his <laughs> fight card
1: oh he would be pissed
2: he but... so mad
1: <laughs> well that's how we're going to if he doesn't listen to the episode that's how we're going to start the episode like Hey, FkTC Crew, we will let you know that Jordan's getting a minus one for this card, for this past card, because he decided to tweet instead of come on the pod.
2: No, when I I announce the the scores, I'll just give him an extra couple and see if he notices.
1: <laughs> well then, let's hope let's hope between now and the next podcast he doesn't listen to this episode. But <laughs> speaking of this next episode, we do have our second pay per view of July. And we can provide more guest kind of breaking news for Poye vs. 2. We're going to be joined by Sandy Pants for our next episode.
0: It's
1: going to be, you're not going to want to miss this one. This one's going to be fun. Of course, this one was pretty fun too because we got to yeah. Talk about random things and make fun of Jordan. That's true. But yes, we will see you all next week for Sandy Pants Fight Week and for... I'm trying to think of... Oh, there's, it's the BMF title that's on the line between Dustin the Diamond Poirier and just the highlight Lake Gaethje too. Oh my goodness. It's going to be fun. And with that said, we'll see you all next week. Bye.